Fabcasters, this is R Bar with the Drive Time Podcast slash Fabcast. So the past couple days we've been scoring, absolutely scoring on surf. Uh, because you know, hur- hurricane season throws throws waves our way. Um, with the devastation that comes with it also, but they're but on, on some of the beach fronts we can start to get waves. And so this week I'm reflecting on two two days. Both epic conditions. Right? Like offshore, peeling lefts and rights. For those of you who don't speak surf language, that's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Fun. That's what surfing's all about. Like scoring, scoring good waves and waiting for Mother Nature to line up and everything aligns and then bam. It's just experiencing heaven on earth. <laughs> so one session was horrible last week and then this morning was just oh, epic I was out there with my buddy Richie and he's way better than me he was getting barreled I mean just backlit green room barrels type but so I had a session uh, earlier this week and the reason why it was I just I, I didn't like it at all I didn't have fun and I went to the root of the problem there was a couple of guys out there, and I had this prideful thought that I was that I was better than them. And it started to go downhill from there. I was like, as soon as I had this thought, like, hey, yeah, you ain't, you ain't catching any waves, dude. Then I stopped having fun. I stopped catching waves. Like today, I was rooting guys on. I thought somebody was my a friend of mine. So I said, hey, what's up, dude? Oh, I thought you were my friend. I thought you were my buddy Rod. But I was cheering everybody on. I'm like, dude, that was such a good wave completely changed the dynamic of my surf session. And so here's the spiritual takeaway. I, w- w- pride comes before a fall. Okay? It says that somewhere in the Bible. But pride kills anything it touches. Pride touched my surf session and, and then it just died. I mean, that stuff happens. Like, where I have pride, any kind of pride, whether I'm, I, f- I believe I can have more athletic ability than somebody, whether I think my academics are better than somebody, and that, that doesn't happen often. Um, whether I think I'm smarter than someone, or, or better at looking, or have achieved more, or have more money, or have more, I, I parent better, whatever, all the things that, that try to bring me down but have no power over me anymore whatsoever. Whenever I entertain that stuff, and I, and I eat a little bit of pride here and there, and, it, and I let it touch me. Whatever I'm doing, whatever relationship I'm in at that moment, it's affected. And so we are called to get rid of all pride. Like when it happens to say, I have pride right now. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Father, for your forgiveness. Thank you that I don't have to be prideful. Thank you that I owe nothing to my flesh. I don't have to be prideful here. What was I doing entertaining those thoughts? Okay, I'm back. Father, thank you for your grace. You know what I'm going to do? Father, what, what do you want to say to those guys over there? What would you say? And now say it through me. Okay, this is easy. Um, what's up, dudes? Ah, oh, man, it's so fun. It's so fun today. Where are you from? And then you see what I'm doing? It starts to unravel. So this one dude out there, 
that'd be pretty awesome if he was listening. If he ever became a fabcaster, but I don't care. Anyways, he was ripping, right? And I'm like, dude, this guy is good. And then we we've actually been talking on and off. I mean, he's way better than me, right? So my respect for him is going is shooting up. And I'm sitting there and I'm I'm thinking in my mind, should I tell him about Jesus? <laughs> and I searched my heart and I searched my my, my my thoughts and I said oh my gosh I'm embarrassed I'm embarrassed to talk to him about Jesus should I be bold like my buddy Sean who just can walk up to any stranger and say hey um, I want to let you know that Jesus loves you and um, and he, he wants you to you know have eternal life should I be bold like that or am I supposed to ease into this thing so all these thoughts were going through my mind and then and then it came to me as I'm driving away right and I didn't talk about Jesus on, on that session uh, just small talk and then I left but as I'm driving now I'm thinking to myself oh my gosh I'm in the business of restoration because God has called me to the ministry of reconciliation and restoration so all I am is a restored restorer. That completely takes the awkwardness out of quote-unquote evangelism, which the root word for evangelism is euangelion. Euangelion is a Greek word that means uh, good news. When you break down good news, uh, it's good news. <laughs> it's just, it's good news. What's the good news? Well, the good news is that we are called to be restored to the image of Christ. It automatically makes um, any conversation doable in evangelism. Okay, so let me let me let me flesh this out. Everybody's struggling. Everybody's broken, and God has paid the price to redeem them and then he spends the rest of their life on earth restoring them to the image of Christ to the point where we have we're absent from the body face to face with the Lord uh, perfectly sanctified but the process starts now see we never we were never told wait until you die and then you get to heaven and just long for that day where you get to heaven basically can't wait to die. That's a sad, sad theology that leads to bitterness and frustration and resentment and anger and confusion. So I can have a conversation with anybody and it not be awkward because I'm not trying to get someone to sign on the dotted line. I'm aware of their brokenness and I'm in, since I'm in the business of restoration, I'm keeping my eyes open and my eyes peeled and my awareness and my antennas up and my spidey senses in full effect. And I'm waiting to see the areas that are broken. I'm waiting to see if there's a worship of control. I'm waiting to see if there's a worship of power. I'm waiting to see and listening patiently to see if, there, if there's the love of money. I'm waiting to see and listening carefully if there's a worship of comfort. I'm waiting and patiently listening and engaging and being a friend and being a good ear to see if they worship approval. So then we can then um, draw that out in careful conversation over some coffee 
over some lunch that I bought for them. I say, so tell me more about that. Tell me, tell me how you feel when your wife um, does this. Tell me how you feel when your kids disrespect you like this. And then what's going to come out is either the worship of control, power, approval, comfort, the worship of the love of money, maybe some deception in there. Maybe I might, I might not be aware of a root cause, but some fertilizer that they're laying on their soul that's helping those roots grow and then manifesting into other destructive behaviors. Sort of like if, you know, if they watch a lot of TV and they're just inundated day in, day out, every night with the world's message of what family is, the world's message of what success is, the world's message of, of how people owe you an apology. Or if they're inundated with a lot of TV, I might be able to spot that in conversation. If they're inundated with uh, constantly getting drunk and they're, they're in the dorm room or the barracks and they're surrounded with that type of peer pressure and bad company is corrupting their good character, I might be able to see that over a cup of coffee or, or, or lunch. You might be able to see that through connecting through community. So here's the thing. So many of us have felt awkward when we're quote unquote evangelizing. It doesn't need to be awkward. It never needs to be awkward because we're not trying to, we're not salesmen for Jesus. We're not persuading people to sign some document or to say a magic prayer and to say, believe in, you, you just gotta believe in Jesus. No. We're, we're faithfully present in the conversation. Faithful presence. Faithfully listening. Faithfully being a friend and saying, so, so tell me about that one right there. Yeah, tell me about that. How does that make you feel? Okay, so, so what do you plan to do with that? You know what that's called, right? Well, it, it's, a lot of people call that resentment or bitterness. What do you think? What do you want to do with that, bro? You, you, what if I told you you never have to carry that ever again and it doesn't have to affect you? What if I told you your wife didn't owe you anything and you, you could wake up every day free from needing anything from her and you could be finally free to love her and to be a true lover? Anyways, now that I know that, thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching me that. When, when I go back and I surf, it's game on. The business of restoration. This is Arbar signing off. I'm, I'm, I'm just a restored restorer in the business of reconciliation and uh, restoration of the human soul. Oh, I dropped my, I just dropped my uh, recorder. It's all good. All right, love you guys. Sayonara, peace.